Hello, and thanks for tuning into our podcast. This is the Shooting the Breeze with your local weather authority meteorologist, Molly Naisland. Hello, everyone. Molly Naisland here. Howdy. Adam Sherwinski. Yeah, that's right. The whole team is here. We're trying something a little different. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. We're going to have a little fun. Nothing too crazy, uh, but we want you to kind of enjoy the ride. We're going to kind of talk about ourselves today because I guess that's what we do in TV. Do we just talk about ourselves? We talk about the weather and yeah, then ourselves a little bit. I talk about the weather a lot. Yeah. Yeah. See, I talk about myself a lot. You, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little just bit. a little bit. <laughs> uh, see, right. I'm never there, so. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, I think uh, for a first, this is our first podcast. This is, I know, the first time I've ever done something like this. Same Z's. Same yeah. So uh, I think it would be a good idea to kind of get to know each other. At least let the let all of you at home and in your cars or wherever you're listening us uh, listening to us these days. Um, maybe you can uh, learn a little bit of something about your favorite local weather authority meteorologist here in Central Illinois. All right. Who wants to start? We should make Adam go first because he's the newest person here anyway. I agree. All right. That's fine. Uh, all right, Adam. Tell us. Um, Hey, tell us and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, if you haven't noticed, my name's Adam Sherwinski. Uh, I am from northwest Indiana, so outside of Chicago. Yes, that does mean I like Chicago teams for sports. Um, grew up in Maryville, Indiana. Went to Valparaiso University for college. And then I went to, had my first job in Joplin, Missouri. And now I'm here in central Illinois. Uh, and now I'm in Peoria. And uh, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, obviously, meteorology is what I did in school. Um, but that's a little bit of background information about me. Uh, I don't know what else you want me to add. Anything else you want me to add? Well, what inspired you to become a meteorologist? Ah, we'll go that route already. Yeah. Okay. Well, I should probably add a, that. Yeah, for sure. So I, unlike some people, think that, you know, I, was that when I was a kid, you know, people think that meteorologists love looking at clouds at a young age. I'm different. Uh, when I was younger, I was deathly afraid of storms, and not just storms, tornadoes, everything like that. Um, before it really got bad, I was more like, okay, tornadoes are scary. When you're five, six, seven, eight, nine, tornadoes are just generally scary and they're generally scary now. Um, but once I got to about fifth grade, that's when I had a really bad experience. We had uh, one day where it was, I think it was February and it was a warm day, which is rare to have a warm day in February in Northwest Indiana. Um, it was humid. And we were expecting storms on one side of Chicago, Chicagoland, and the other side, we were supposed to expect uh, some snowfall. I was on the side I was supposed to expect some storms. Okay, not a big deal. Storms happen. Um, what ended up happening was, I remember looking out the window in school, and we had this guy go from gray to brown to purple. All these different colors that you're not <laughs> supposed to see in the sky. Um, didn't think anything of it. Went back to, uh, we went back to our little play area we had. It was like a was it a Friday or Thursday? I don't remember. But they were killing the rest of the day with some fun activities. We come back, get our stuff to ready to go home. And as we're getting on the bus, we find out there's a tornado warning. Still getting on the bus, freaking out. Tornado warning. You think the worst when you're a fifth grader or any small child. Um, get, I remember getting off the bus, bus early because I was one of the last stops. Getting off the bus and running to home. I mean, I was like, just let me off here. Just let me off here. I'll go. We had a substitute bus driver, too. So she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was running to the house. And it wasn't a run. Well, quick, it was a quick run. But boom, got there. Dad was already home. He's like, hey, Adam, what's up? It's like, I'm scared. Tornado warning. Freaking out. Dad's like, I got the scanner on. We're going to listen to see if we have any uh, spotters out there and see if they see anything. Um, you and I just stay downstairs. Fair. It's a good p place to be. Uh, I went, oddly enough, into the back room, which was in the center of the house, which, you know, I thought my dad's like, that's a pretty good idea underneath some shelving and stuff. And 
was all ready for the worst, honestly. Um, after that, though, I was kind of, I wouldn't say, I don't know if traumatized is the correct word or not. It might not be. Um, but at that point, every time there was a mention of rain, uh, there was one day I remember going to school. It was a cloudy day. We had lake effect clouds. Cold front came through. And I thought, we're going to die. It's going to be a tornado. <laughs> it's happening. And they're like, Adam, it's 60 degrees outside. It's cold. We have winds. You know, it was a cold day. I remember people wearing jackets. I'm like, nope, we're done. It's, it's happening. Um, so it took me a while to kind of get out, grow out of that part of it was me being a kid still. But um, what did I end up doing was um, – I remember one point, I think, uh, I would I try every trick in the book to get out of class. Um, just all that kind of stuff. I remember I begging the teacher, can I please look at the radar just to see what's happening? And they're like, no, Adam, we're learning. to No, I got to see it or I'm going to throw a fit. I had to go see a psychologist um, who I'd seen before previously for something else. But uh, and, you know, it, it was pretty bad. Uh, even by sixth grade, I remember one time accidentally they pulled the alarm for the tor the tornado alarm. And I jumped out of my seat, ran all the way across the hall, downstairs, was going to run all the way home. I was, <laughs> and I was a couple blocks. I mean, it was a lot of blocks. And, and it's funny now, but looking back at it, I mean, I just remember being in a panic. I remember one time we did have a tornado warning again, but we were, it was like on the other side of town. It was like, we were just outside of the area still watching it. So that was really scary. And we were in a room with no window. So I had to go to a different classroom that had a window and I was watching it the whole time, freaking out. Um, but then I started going to the library and most kids were checking out Harry Potter, Goosebumps. What do I check out? It's a book about tornadoes with some scary pictures of tornadoes. And I pick up some books about field guides. I think I got a field guide in my from mom and dad one, at one point of weather. And so I started getting into it. I started learning about it and reading about it. And I eventually just kind of grew out of it. But I also knew a lot more about weather, um, not just tornadoes, but where tornadoes are found, all that stuff. Like basically stuff they wouldn't teach you in school because it's more in-depth meteorology. In fact, I remember walking out at recess or our, it wasn't really recess, but like a, a period where the teachers are like, hey, we're going to go outside for a little bit and have some fun. And I was had this book that I got from the library, an old book. And it said, I'm like, oh, that's that cloud. That's that cloud. I am a I think I even said that day I said I was an amateur meteorologist. I walked around feeling all smart and stuff. <laughs> um, eventually, I kind of grew out of it a little bit. Um, I remember one time I freaked out in seventh grade uh, in my football co uh, coach's class because our principal said, yep, we have a tornado warning, and he meant watch. He meant watch, but he said warning. Um, and we had, I think, what could be categorized as almost near, almost like a derecho come through. Um, it was a lot of wind. Um, but... I remember freaking out and everyone's like, oh, Adam, you're freaking out. i got to go football practice. I'm like, nope, going home. And the coaches were like, we're just going to send you home. And I'm like, cool. Um, and all the next day I come back to school and after having the weather come through and everything, uh, I got really attentive too, even between that time, between fifth grade and seventh grade, of just watching the weather, watching what watches and warnings mean, severe thunderstorm warnings, severe thunderstorm watches, um, watching the weather people all the time, the meteorologists there in Chicago, and looking at the different forecasts they had, like what did Tom Skilling have over Andy Avalos, over Brant Miller, you know, so I would flip through the stations and watch that, um, but the next day I came home, or came back for, uh, for football, and they're like, Shawinski, you called in, I was like, what? It got bad, we were in the basement, I'm like, what did I tell you, and I'm glad I'm not here, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't there. Uh, there was one time, I was uh, looking kind of nervous, and Coach knew I was afraid of storms, He's like, Shawinski, come here. You want to get in and do a couple of plays? And I said, Coach, I think we're going to have to go inside a minute. He's like, no, nah, we'll be fine. Lightning bolt. Boom. <laughs> All right. You called it. I'm like, I'm just telling you. I know what's up. So I got pretty good about looking at that stuff. I remember looking at Weatherbug. Uh, we had on the computer and looking at pictures of tornadoes and just kind of 
ingesting all this information about weather. Uh, I knew the National Weather Service is a, a website almost by heart at that point, and I knew SPC at that point, how to get to SPC, the Storm Prediction Center. And I knew my zip code purely because I type in 46410. Okay, what's the forecast for today? Boom. Okay, that's good. Uh, and then just going to school, worrying about it. But after a while, when I got to high school, you know, I kind of grew out of it a little bit. And I um, eventually kind of just kind of, you know, I still had those moments, but it was more in high school. I was, didn't show it as much. Um, <laughs> there was one day I was sitting there. We had severe weather. And I was looking at thunderstorms on the radar and stuff. And I go, I could get paid to watch the radar. Ah, there was the realization. And I was like, that could be something I do. I also loved TV growing up from Saturday Night Live to all that stuff, you know, watching multiple TV shows. Um, I make references all the time. I don't know if Molly and Chris can tell you that, but I make TV references a lot. Um, so I thought I could be on TV and I can do science. You know who else does TV and science? Bill Nye the Science Guy. So I could be a local TV weather sciencey person. That's one way to do it is be a TV meteorologist. It was between that or being a history teacher. And my mother was like, if you want to get paid, if you don't want to, don't want to be a football coach, you probably want to be a, a math teacher. Well, I hate math. Ironically, became a meteorologist. So I did a lot of math in college. And these guys can attest a <laughs> lot of math. Yeah, that's how that goes. I, I that bit goes. that bullet in college and it was, uh, it was rough. So yeah, I, I kind of went from that to that. And I think one of the crowning achievements is we were on our conductive field study for college and we got class credit for that in Colorado saw my first tornado and was more intrigued by it than I was afraid of it. And I was like, I, I even told the people in the car, I'm like, this is a big moment for me. And they're like, why? It's like, cause if you wouldn't, this, this is the same kid. This is the same kid who used to freak out about storms all the time. And now he's lo looking for him at this point. So it's a little bit different. It's, it's a lot different. I, I, it's a big story, I guess. I don't know. That's my experience. Uh, some meteorologists I met in college, they were, similar but i don't think it was to the same degree as i was i mean i got to a point when i was in school where that people would say taco or toilet or uh, tostito or something anything with a t and i first thought they're talking about tornadoes we're gonna have a tornado we're having a tornado oh my god we're going to have a tornado um and i it goes from being that kid to being somebody who thoroughly is interested in how severe weather works so that's how I got into weather. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I think you do hear that great story, and you do hear that a lot. It's usually some sort of event uh, that spawned interest. Uh, yours is probably a little more severe than than others, but it's a it's also great. Uh, once you learn how to, I think it's a good good story here that once you learn how something works and and you understand it, I think you start to take away that fear. And every time I do my weather forecast, I try to let people not just tell them the forecast because they can look at their phone, they can look at our weather app. And they can, they can get the forecast anywhere right. in time. But let's explain it to them. Mm -hmm. And so let them understand it a little bit more. So maybe if we do have that bad storm come through, they won't so much be afraid of it because they'll, they'll start to understand it just a little bit better. I think uh, I, I think what really helped me was the uh, know thy enemy kind of mentality of yeah. if mm -hmm. I can figure out how these tornadoes work, I might be able to A, stop them, which obviously I didn't figure out a way to do that. Not yet. No, uh, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Or how I can best protect myself. And then it really went to, well, I didn't know they did that. I didn't know that was those were records. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And so it was kind of went evolved from like knowing thy enemy to more of an interest. So, and I have lots of interest in science anyways, growing up, I loved animals and dinosaurs, still loved animals and dinosaurs, but that's how like my first intro into science was, was nature. And then, you know, obviously weather is yep. a part of nature. So that kind of helped that it was kind of a bridge between my fear and also another interest. All right, Molly. I'm up. What happened to bring you into this 
field. Nowhere near anything quite as severe as that. Um, I will say I did fall along the lines of that kid growing up who was scared of thunderstorms and everything like that. And then I think one day I watched my dad was just sitting in the garage watching the thunderstorm. And I was like, why? How can my dad do that? I can't do that. And then it got to a point where the Groundhog Day snowstorm in like 2011 uh, canceled two days of school. My mom had to come home from work early. My dad had to come home from work early. And while I was home, I was taking measurements of the snowfall. I had watched an icicle grow from the ground up instead of going from top down. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of snowfall that's falling all at once. I don't know how this is possible. And the next day, we ended up with a four-foot snowdrift in front of the garage and then two feet of snow to get out of after that. And I had absolutely no idea how that was even possible. I started getting really curious at that point. Um, Grew up watching the same station my entire life. Grew up watching the same meteorologist my entire life who is still working at that station. And I got to meet him when I was in high school and when I was in college. Um, And that really geared my interest up even more. Uh, And then once I got to college, I was the only girl taking all of the meteorology classes because... It's, it's a very male-dominated field. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, started doing broadcasting a couple years into college. Did that for a while. And I was like, wow, all of this stuff is really fun. Uh, still don't like math. I'm going to throw that out there. And, yes, it's very math-heavy. Um, but I learned to love the weather aspects over the math aspects and the physics aspects. Physics aspects. Try saying that six times fast. Maybe no, later. Good. Good. Maybe later. It's going to come out inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was the I was actually the only one in my entire department that took the broadcasting field instead of the research field, um, which I loved because I love being able to actually tell the story of the weather, like Chris was saying, being able to explain what's going on, why it's going on, where it's going to happen. And I started at an internship in Decatur and then came up to Peoria. So I stayed in central Illinois, um, but all of my severe weather experience has come from central Illinois. Uh, I went from being the kid who was scared of thunderstorms to the kid that my dad was shouting at to get out of the driveway. There's a thunderstorm (laughs) outside. You are going to get struck by lightning. Yeah. I do like that you talked about your dad uh, and your dad watching the storms and you watching with him because my dad would do that too, especially before I got really afraid of him. Uh, we'd have some storms that come in and he'd go out, I'm going out to the breezeway. Dad, no, I'm going out to the breezeway. And he would just go from the south side of the breezeway, see what's going on, walk to the north side, look at what's going on. And um, I, I think that parental influence, and it, it may not be big now if you think about it, but it's still there. And I think that always helps fuel any interest is when your parents are kind of in- invested even a small amount into something you like. I remember um, you said when you were in football, uh, everyone never uh, never listened to you when you said that you had uh, called something. I became that person. I worked at a pool. That was my job going through high school and college. I was a lifeguard. I was always a person that they would ask, hey, is, it, is there going to be a thunderstorm today? Are we going to have to close? 30 minutes before something rolls in, like, we're going to have to close here in, like, 30 minutes because this is going to happen. One of the, uh, not really debates, but lighthearted arguments I would get in with my bosses 
just because it's daylight outside and you hear thunder doesn't mean it's not there. The lightning is still there. We have to close the pool. We have to. Good advice. I, I did that in my, my uh, summer job, too. I, after my first semester or my first school year of doing uh, meteorology, I grabbed some dirt one time at, at, at the golf course. And we were expecting storms that day, but they didn't know. I was like, what's going to do, Sherwinski or Adam? <laughs> Sniff the dirt like in Twister, like in Twister, threw it up in the air. And I said, it's going to rain. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, because I got a, an app on my phone. I was just doing that for fun. <laughs> so they thought I really knew. And I was like, no, I'm just messing with you. I, I just pulled up my app. We're, we're going to have storms. I have radar scope on my phone. Oh, that's funny. Okay, Chris, it's your turn yep. now. Uh, so I grew up in Southern California, which means I really had no experience with any type of weather. It maybe rained three or four times a year. And out of those three or four times a year, we maybe had lightning once or twice. And uh, so storms, I, A, they were kind of scary when I did experience them because I didn't have them growing up. But I also had real no interest in weather. TV weather in Southern California is usually some, some weather guy standing out at somebody's barbecue in flip-flops and shorts. And then he's going to go jump in the swimming pool. And it was like that. 24-7 unless we had that one storm or two storms of the year coming through or it was fire season and so you know those were the two seasons you got your wet season then you got your fire season and then every other day is just 72 and sunny on the beach and then a hundred and something inland uh now when i would go to colorado to visit some family uh, we would get the storms at night and then of course that would scare me because a few rumbles of thunder once a year in southern california versus these storms coming off the mountains every night, not realizing that they have no chance of ever producing a tornado because of, of the science there. I'm like, we're all gonna we're all gonna die. Where's the basement? I mean, I was a little terrified, and then the sun would come out, and I was just, and it kind of amazed me. I'm like, where'd all the clouds go? Where all the storms go? It was just storming, and then all of a sudden it'd be sunny, and then all of a sudden again uh, that evening, here come the storms. I'm like, what is going on? Anyway, so it was like that through my childhood. And then when it comes to that time where we all have to start growing up and we got to figure out what we want to do with the rest of my life uh, in high school, I still wasn't sure. Um, I had a, I played football in high school, and I was uh, in show choir. And those were kind of my things, and I was, I was an A student. And, but I wasn't exactly sure. My interests were kind of all over the place. I, I was interested in science, but I wasn't interested in a specific field because I just really didn't have much, much experience with them. Um, but I was like, you know what? I really like music. I know I want to, I would like to do some music. So I'm like, I'm going to go to a school where I can focus on music. And so that's what brought me to the University of Northern Colorado, uh, which is in a, which is in, was at the time kind of a small town about an hour north of uh, Denver. It's a bit larger now. Uh, and after experiencing a year's worth of Colorado weather and going from uh, massive blizzard conditions to tornadoes in one week, I'm like, all right, I need to figure this out because this is really, really cool. And I, I knew with, I'm like, you know what? I know I'm kind of pursuing a music degree uh, for, for voice with an emphasis in, vo in vocal performance. I'm like, what am I going to do with a vocal performance degree? No, nothing wrong with those people who have that degree. I just didn't know what I was going to do with it. And I knew I didn't really want it. I didn't want to teach classes. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a teacher. And I'm like, you know what? Let me see if we have a meteorology program. And this was the first, you know, after it took a year of seeing this and watching the nightly weather and being fascinated by what they were doing in front of a green screen and being able to explain the weather in a way that, A, calmed me down, and it just piqued my science interest. I mean, if you want to learn weather, 
Colorado is a place to where you can get it all, and it's a crash course, and sometimes the rules don't apply. I mean, it's just it is a it is a crazy place when it comes to the weather. Uh, and so I cracked open the school catalog, and sure enough, we had a we had a small meteorology program. And small is a key word when I was picking out my university. I wanted small classes. I do better at those smaller courses, very, very hands-on. And I'm like, all right, I can learn how to read a map. I loved maps. I always looked at maps. Every time we took a family road trip, I was the one with the big old atlas book in the back. That was me. I think it's a lost art these days, but that was me as a kid. And so I was always following around every single curve on the map. I knew exactly where we were. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I can learn how to read a weather map. I was good at geography as a kid. Won the sixth grade geography B. Nice. That was nice. about my only accomplishment in grade school. Um, and it's like, I think I can do this. And then I go and I talk to an advisor and he goes, all right, yeah, yeah. We do a lot of geography. We do a lot of this. And then we do a lot of math. I'm like, like a lot of algebra? Because I'm really good at algebra. No, we're, we're talking calculus and differential equations. And I'm like, everyone notice a theme here with these <laughs> stories. <laughs> well, I'm like, I've never heard differential equations. What is that? He's like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> I'm like, all right. And and I, you know, if I could do it, any, anybody can do it. So don't don't let the math scare you. It is a little little intimidating. Yeah. But you, trust me, you can get through it. Uh, so I, I jug through it. I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this. And, and I thought after pursuing that for, a, for like a month, I'm like, I'm a natural performer. At least I think I am. I, I have a history of performing on stage. Although as a kid... Let's go back as a little kid. I and to some degree, I still am. I was very shy. You would not have pinpointed me to be somebody on TV, talking every night to a camera in front of thousands of people. I was I was the kid that I couldn't talk to you. I would go hide behind my mom or dad's leg, and I was like that. And it took me. I mean, I wouldn't even at the in middle school. I don't even think I would order my own food because I was too shy to talk to the to the waitress. I was up with I was with you up until you said food. I'm like, no food. Food's where I start. I start, you know, hey, 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 keep it coming, keep it coming. So I mean, anyway, it, it's kind of weird how it how it all worked out. But I'm like, you know what? I think I can. I'm a performer, um, and I, I think I can. I love science and meteorology. At least in that first year of college, fascinated me. And so I'm like, I want to learn it. I want to explain it to people, and I want to do it on the nightly news. And uh, and so yeah. So once I knew what I was doing, and you know, you put your mind to something and. And you do it. And so that's how it – but there was no one event necessarily. It was just a combination of of just the whiplash of Colorado weather, which if you've, if you've never lived in Colorado, I mean, you're talking in the winter, you can have highs in the 70s, and then the next day you're below zero with six inches of snow. Mm-hmm. It, 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 as a Californian, it doesn't compute. <laughs> it's worse than Midwest weather where we go from the 40s one day to the 20s the next yeah. day. Yep, and, and out there it's it's a it's a wind direction thing. I mean, you, yep. once you get wind coming off the mountains uh, or going up the mountains, it has a huge impact. Uh, there was a saying out there when I first started working. Uh, a meteorologist out there told me he's like, you know what, seventy five percent of the forecast is the wind direction. If you can get the wind direction and the wind speed right, the rest of it's going to fall in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes you know if the wind goes from say from the east to the northeast that was usually the make or break in a bust of a forecast i know that when uh we chased for our uh our uh, conductive field study in college that when we were out in colorado um we were sitting there thinking what's the wind gonna do because that'll tell us and what's it where in location of where we're at right now like 
what's the Palmer Divide going to influence? You know, what what's all that going to entail? And there were days where it was like, okay, we might get something. I was telling Chris this the other day. Um, there was one day where we had so much moisture, and you're, since you're from Colorado, does it uh, is it rare to see that much a lot of moisture in, in uh, Colorado? Like yes, a, yeah, very moist atmosphere. Very, very rare. So yeah, we, it's uh, it was like uh, one of my professors says it's like being in Oklahoma in the middle of May, and it was. June in Colorado. So, you know, really different weather pattern out there. And I thought, this is crazy. And I remember a couple days later, beautiful sunshine, gorgeous yep. outside. And it was dry and felt pretty dry outside. And I'm like, what a weird but cool place to like. Colorado's a cool place. I'm not going to lie. If yep. you're into meteorology, people don't think, they always think Kansas or Oklahoma, which is which are great states if you like severe weather. Yep. But Colorado's one too. It's up there. I will say, I, uh, I, I say high plains storm chasing, and we, we'll probably do a segment on storm chasing uh, at some point down the road, uh, but uh, it, it's very underrated. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you will never find storms more photogenic than storms coming off of the Rockies. Uh, there's a lot more dry air. You can see the structure from from the base all the way up towards the top of the cloud. I mean, it is just fantastic. And you don't have to get close either. And you don't have to get close. Whereas I remember one time we were driving to a one storm in Colorado, and it was just such a, we, we're going to use a meteorology term, uh, high precipitation, HP storm is what we call it. And it took us a good minute to finally drive in to go, oh, that's not just a bunch of clouds. There's the structure finally. Found it. Yeah, yep. found it. There we go. And... I was like, this is Colorado, and they're like, Adam, this is this is Colorado, but this is not normal for Colorado. It is cool to see a supercell uh, when you strip away all the rain. Yes. And, I mean, you, you have a real new appreciation for I've only seen it in it. books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One day. Um, anything else we want to add? Um, hobbies. Did we talk about our hobbies? Will we do it when we're not talking about weather, like we're doing right now? No, let's do a quick one. Um, we'll, we'll keep it short, but... Uh, Adam, we'll start with you. What kind of hobbies do you have? Well, fun fact first, I used to be the crusader at Valparaiso University. I was the mascot, so I used to go to basketball games and football games, dance around, uh, part of the performance stuff. I also did improv in college, along with my broadcasting stuff. I think my big three, th- my big things outside of the classroom, or outside of weather and the classroom were mascot, improv, broadcasting. I also used to do a little bit of everything at our TV station, from anchoring to doing the weather, obviously, um, to doing um, even a little bit of directing, too, and technical directing, too. So uh, those are skills that are rusty, but that's stuff I used to do. Um, when I'm not here at WMBD or WYZZ, uh, what I'm doing is I'm either at home playing video games, watching Netflix, like, a, you know, why not? I've been playing video games for forever. A l- wide library. I was actually talking to my friends the other night. It's like, I got a pretty cool library starting to come together here, video games. <laughs> Um, so I love video games. Uh, I like to hike. I was already, and I was talking to one of our photogs a little bit ago about uh, fishing, where to go fishing here in town, because I was like, man, I can't wait till it warms up and get a couple days off and go fishing somewhere. So hiking and fishing, I've always been a big fan of, uh, and obviously sports, love sports, uh, and movies, TV shows. I mean, like, like, like I said, I, you could probably throw a quote at me and I think I know where it'll come from. So, um, I'm the old lady. Because I love knitting and crocheting. Those are my hobbies. Uh, Chris had football and show choir. I did swimming and did band. So the other aspect of music, the instrumental side. Uh, I did a lot of musicals growing up. uh, So I do enjoy theater a lot. Not participating necessarily anymore. Uh, I love watching. Uh, I also wholeheartedly love video games. Do not own a console or a PC. So I 
do a lot of spectating as opposed to actually playing video games. I used to I, I like musicals and stuff too and Broadway shows. Uh, that's one of my big regrets I think through going through high school is I played football and after a while I probably should, probably should have gone maybe I should do something completely different, uh, but I never did. So that's one of my big regrets is never doing anything with theater. Um, and then when I got to Voodoo, I was like our improv group. I was like, this is amazing. I want to do more stuff, but I just don't have the time on my plate to do it. Um, and also Band Geek played tuba. Tuba. Tuba from. I had clarinet. Yeah, sixth grade all the way to high school. And during marching season, I didn't march because I played football instead. So I stuck to concert band. I did clarinet sixth grade through high school. And then my final two years of high school, I actually joined the winter drum line and I was a bass drum. Nice. Mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, so, yeah, show choir, football. Um, I, 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 too, played a lot of video games. But um, let's just say they got me into a lot of trouble when we started having kids and so (laughs) (laughs) and so krista put the foot down and (laughs) which means i put the controller down uh now as my you know uh i'm I'm playing a little bit more often but i'm not playing hours on end like i used to um um i I do love the storm chase uh that doesn't happen as often now a when you get kids you kind of your priorities start to shift a little bit and then every time we have something worth chasing here i usually have to be in the office <laughs> no you can just send me out it's so fine I, and, me. and so i'll send you guys out in my place and i'll have That's to fine. live through through all your beautiful imagery um and then um singing i still love to sing and that was one reason why i was able to uh kind of pull myself away from my you know pursuing a music degree i'm like you know nobody's ever going to stop me from singing mm-hmm. right and so if that means i got to go hit up the local karaoke bar uh to which go sing does. which i do um then that's what i'll do to go sing now it was cool when i was in cheyenne i was in i was in a band uh called shaving peggy and if you ever have a chance to kind of look up uh, uh on youtube shaving peggy um you'll kind of find out doing uh, that right now <laughs> Some of the cool stuff uh, that we did. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll we'll load it up here on the podcast and, and play it as intro I, music. Yes, we should. <laughs> we should. Uh, it was fun. It was a. It was a. It was a good four or five years. Uh, kind of. You know, those who don't know, TV doesn't pay very much, uh, especially starting out, and uh, it kind of helped uh, fill the holes uh, in the bills that were that were needed. Uh, yeah. but it was fun. In case anyone was wondering, no, we do not each have our own private jets. I uh wish. we get here in in cars just like everybody else does. I'm just waiting for that next check from Kroger to drop uh for this. Oh wait. Oh, oh, oh wait. I wasn't you, supposed to say that, was you I? Had, <laughs> oh, you had Kroger. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I thought, <laughs> oh, well, uh hmm. <laughs> Who had the piggly wiggly? Oh, I thought we let Meteorologist Zach Hatcher take that because uh, he went right. to Alabama. That's right. He went down to Alabama, so yeah. now he'll, he'll prosper yeah. up with Piggly Wiggly uh, shares. Anyway, um, I think we're just about out of time. Um, so I hope you enjoyed our little uh, podcast, Shooting the Breeze, with your local weather authority. It's kind of fun. We're just going to kind of keep it chill, relaxed a little bit. And um, you know what? Why don't uh, we kind of go out on a high note with – just a random joke. Leave sure. Leave people I with a smile on their face. Yes. Who doesn't right. love a joke? All right. Who wants to go first? Who wants to give them one? Ooh, I love bad jokes. All right. I got one that's real corny. You guys ready? Sure. Yes. Sure. All right. So the other day, I tried to catch the fog, but I missed. But I'm.